welcome <laughs> i saw the recording come up ding ding you're under recording <laughs> <laughs> oh we're always being recorded man come oh, on totally. well that was the thing is you know whenever i see you know if i have to talk about anything sensitive like the first thing i do is i do not talk about it over cell networks doesn't matter if it's legal or not right you know i don't talk about anything remotely sensitive over the oh cell. i know remember i tried calling you once mm -hmm. and it's been a very <laughs> famous story yeah 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 <laughs> So I got reminded of something. Yeah. And, and I'm going to praise some people that I normally would not praise. Um, so, yes, surprisingly. So do you know what today is? <laughs> oh. You know what? No, I don't. So today is a 10-year anniversary of the Bin Laden raid. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got reminded of that it's because on Twitter, so I have a, a, a shit posting troll account on Twitter. It doesn't have my real name or anything like that, but I use it to fuck with people, right? You get these politicians who think they're high and mighty or whatever. And so I'm like, nah, fuck that. And I just poke at them, you know, saying horrible shit about them, right? And 99% of the time, it's absolutely true, right? So I follow Robert O'Neill, who's the SEAL that shot Bin Laden. And it got me to thinking, I'm like, holy shit, you know, all of the things that happened go leading up to that and then including that had to take some serious fucking balls even on the politician side of things so for example you know think back about the the raid itself you know everything i've read because i've read books on it articles all that kind of stuff and the thing is and this is the one thing i will hammer the fuck out of him for it um joe biden our current president said when they went around the table and, and obama said yes or no should we go and biden said no and so I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Biden. Anyway, so basically you have, we're going into a foreign nation who's supposed to be an ally. They're not an ally, fuck them. Um, we didn't tell them. We flew stealth helicopters that nobody had ever seen before. We crashed one of them, <laughs> still made it out, had the plan to because there were two Chinook helicopters full of Navy SEALs that were basically on the ready to go in and fight their way out. And um, apparently in one of the conversations, um, Obama uh, had come out because they were talking about contingencies, like, hey, what happens if, you know, because they were only a couple of miles from their equivalent of West Point. So the question then became, you know, what happens if they, if the Pakistanis show up, you know, to do the guys just say, Hey, listen, they're an ally. We'll surrender, you know, we'll go through the rigor of mole. And apparently Obama said, no, fight out, fight it out. My boys aren't, aren't surrendering to anybody. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll give you that. So, um, one article I got really fucking, I, I knew that it happened and I totally forgot about it until today. So Al Qaeda, when they attacked us on nine 11, um, they had a contingency plan. And the plan was if the Americans were coming and they knew the Americans were coming and they were coming to get bin Laden, what the plan was is that they were going to shoot bin Laden. So that way we couldn't take them alive. We couldn't do any of these things. Take, you know, uh, it was also a protection thing, right? Because he knew where everybody was. He knew operational plans, blah, blah, blah. So apparently, I don't know if it was us or if it was the British, but apparently coalition forces were driving directly towards where he was staying because this was in a city and they were driving along and they were heading right towards him. And everybody was like, hey, they're, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. 
And all of a sudden they were like, all right, they started loading up their weapons and they were literally just about to shoot bin Laden. And then all of a sudden they took a right turn somewhere. And I'm sitting there going, if you fucking knew, and this is all the way back in like 2002, 2003, some shit like that. And I'm like, holy shit. You just didn't know that, fuck, we were just humming along, you know, blasting, you know, Britney Spears or some bullshit <laughs> things mm-hmm. in the Humvee, knowing you were that goddamn close. I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, but, it's like, uh, yeah. what about, I mean, totally different scenario but mm-hmm. same same similar thing like what you're talking about is uh you know if you only knew what how close you really were uh oh, yeah. like uh wasn't a Dahmer got pulled got arrested oh, yeah, yeah. Pull, just being pulled over mm-hmm. it was like his tail light was out and all of a sudden the cops like hey your tail light's out and he had no clue who the hell he was pulling over yeah people had there there have been so many coincidental things i've seen over the years involving all sorts of things like one of the 9-11 hijackers if you look you can find it he got pulled over like two or three days prior for like speeding or some stupid shit like that and the cop has no idea any of this shit is coming just standard traffic ticket hey man you know drive safe blah 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 um flip side of that there are some coincidences where kind of save some people like um every imagine every stereotypical fat black chick right probably in her mid 40s whatever you know the kind of girl where she's wearing spray on pants and she always calls everybody baby or sugar you know come on baby (laughs) they did an interview with her she caught a guy at the border between washington state and canada there was a guy, he was an Al-Qaeda guy who was going to put, he had just trunkfuls of explosives and he was going to go down to LA and blow up the LA airport. And she was like, mm, baby, something's wrong with this man. I, something ain't right. Like they did an interview with her and she's fucking hilarious to watch. Cause she's just like, you know, you can't pull no bullshit on her. Apparently he gave her some bullshit story. She's like, mm, my kids gave me shit like that. No, I don't think so. Pull over, sir. Pop the trunk, fucking found just tons of explosives and shit like that. She's like, yeah, get out of the car. <laughs> I swear, there are fireworks. Yeah, they're fireworks. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that was one thing um, I've seen a lot of this shit, you know, over the years. And of course, there are some things that people, when when you look at, you know, hey, why didn't you say something? A lot of times people didn't say anything because they were afraid. Like they didn't, um, you've probably seen the photo, the lead hijacker, he's grabbing his bag off of the, uh, off of the little uh, luggage thing and he's throwing it over his shoulder and he's walking out. he's just got this blue shirt on right they did an interview on somewhere where they interviewed the the ticket agent right the the airline ticket agent and he says i'm looking at this guy and i'm sitting there in my head going this is middle eastern terrorist 101 i am looking at this guy and he says i was afraid to say something because then they would call me a racist and then all of a sudden my job's in jeopardy I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, dude, you got to be fucking kidding me. So that's why when people play the race card about a bunch of shit, I'm sitting there, I'm like, nah, nah, call bullshit when you see it. Say something. Yeah, there was there, there was actually uh, on Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay. Ain't nothing wrong like, getting your dicks up. <laughs> <laughs> Cock meat sandwich. Uh, <laughs> they, they actually, when uh, when Kumar goes to go through TSA, yeah they they pull him aside and it's a it's, it's a you know you can tell he's a, a mixed guy right black white you know he's really pale mm-hmm. and black dude you know and, and yeah it he started instantly going in into the race card and the guy's like i i'm black <laughs> and he's like you're not black <laughs> but then goes through gives him all that shit 
has a supervisor show up, everything. Finally, they they let him go. Mm-hmm. And he did have weed on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was just using the race car just to get that. Totally. Totally. Just, and that's the thing is I cannot wait. I think we're probably two to three years out from when people being able to just play the race card and get away with it is is coming to an end i think people are finally starting to see it like with that that teenager girl i don't know if you saw that here just a little while ago the one with the knife she got shot by the cop uh, yeah i've definitely heard about it but yeah. yeah so i talked about it last week but basically i watched the video there is no more justifiable of a situation than this and people were playing the race car can't believe another poor innocent black person shot down i'm like what the fuck does she have to do with being black you know, she had a fucking knife and she was in mid swing. Like this cop saved this other girl's life. No question. Because she was, you know, in like this and it was probably coming for about, I would say low neck to like, you know, mid chest on her left side. Like it was just mid swing. And if he didn't fire, this girl was catching it. So it's like, nah, you know, I, th- I think it's kind of coming to an end. People are starting to, you know, quit buying the bullshit, you know? Well, yeah, because I remember I was hearing about it in the beginning mm-hmm. and they were talking about how she was the one who called the cops and, yep. you know, it, it was she was trying to defend herself against two other women that came over to her house. And then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, as the days go on, the, the news starts coming out more and more about uh-huh. how no. And then they had no qualms with releasing the video. Well, I mean, okay. well, and that's one thing I was going to say is that if they have no problems releasing the video, something tells me mm-hmm. they're pretty confident they're in the right. Yeah. Well, they're not going to be releasing the video if yeah. it shows their cop kneeling on a dude's neck for eight minutes. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing that I noticed was, um, you know, even if let's say the girl did, you know, let's say the girl did call the cops and was defending herself, the cop gets out and says, "Stop! Stop! 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 Stop!" Like the girl was wildly swinging a knife. Like it, like there was no more threat at that point. Hey, baby, I see you in the background. Yeah, yeah. Wide angle on this one, remember? Yeah. Got got to get our boy in the full frame, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's actually got a better camera than the iPad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are you yeah. on your laptop? Uh, it's a Surface. Oh, okay. You liking it? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft is not a uh, sponsor of this channel yet <laughs> i didn't say microsoft you did oh that's that's that, that's their brand oh i know i know uh, no i i got it this is actually work, <laughs> work. yeah, yeah. Go. they got me uh so you i know everybody's concentrated on you and your new job and all that and oh yeah yeah well i've been promoted so oh look at you uh, are you managing yeah, now are you the I man got, keeping black people down is that are you the, that guy now i got my uh I, I got my my own little laptop here in addition to my you know company ipad and Ooh. Uh, yeah How i actually it? funny thing is is the owner of the company he hasn't been using his office in like the last few years right yeah so i've been that's my office now right it's, it's upstairs it's it's this giant white office right with uh you know like a wet bar and all this stuff so everybody calls it you know what do you guys call it, the white house yeah yeah, yeah. the white house you should so be I... in the corner just to make it yours <laughs> this is mine this is mine <laughs> oh i'm supposed to pee in the oh i'm sorry P. P. yes well it was already white so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is mine <laughs> 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 
badass when your old lady walks in. She's like, what are you doing? Get it all, whore. <laughs> <laughs> the drywall was looking at me funny. <laughs> it's, it's got a glass door on it. But... <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of this joke. It's uh, Anthony Jesselmeck's joke. I fucking love him. He's got this joke where he says, um, he says, I uh, opened up the door and uh, caught my brother masturbating. And he looks at me just mid-stroke and just goes, hey, shut the door. And I look at him and I'm like, hey, get in the house. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. So I had a fun little adventure here a couple of days ago. So the little lady um, nudges me about two in the morning, says, hey, our boy uh, is having trouble breathing. Now, I knew he had a cold-ish. So I'm like, all right, let's figure it out. And I get up and he's wheezing and all that kind of shit. And she's on the phone with the advice nurse. And uh, I'm like, huh, all right, well, you know, what should we do? And so she's talking to the advice nurse. And the advice nurse goes, you know, because of all this COVID shit, tell you what, why don't you just bring him in? It's probably nothing, but go ahead and bring him in, right? I'm like, all right, cool. So it's like 2.30 in the fucking morning. I think this is on like Tuesday or some shit like that. I pour him in the car, you know, race into the hospital. And... It's 2.30 in the morning on a Tuesday, right? So there's nobody on the fucking road doing 80 miles an hour on the whole line. Mm. Get in the hospital, walk in. And I'm looking at the emergency room. I'm like, I remember this place. I've been here many times. <laughs> mm-hmm. So your main, uh, your main hangout. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so they, you know, hey, we can't let both parents back. We can only do one at a time. Cool. No problem. Understandable. So I'm sitting in the waiting room and I'm just texting my old lady. And they're back there for a good couple of hours, right? And like you normally would with anything at the emergency room. And mm-hmm. finally, the lady texts me and says, hey, he's got a COVID variant. They're going to give him a steroid shot, like a like a little sippy cup. And it was like orange flavor, whatever for kids. And at this point, I'm just fucking fuming at the Chinese government. And when I say the Chinese, I mean the government and all those kind of people. I don't mean like, you know, you know, Lo Wang, who just sitting on the corner, you know, minding his own business, right? Yeah, so, not, not the people over here that are trying to exactly you know, make our teriyaki and our sushi. So. Exactly, you know, yeah, so ordinary dude. Yeah, we're cool. So when COVID first happened, I was absolutely fucking fuming because there was a doctor, and I forget his name. He's probably like mid thirties or whatever, and he got on social media of some kind, Twitter, whatever and posted a video with all these body bags just bang 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 down the line and he said warning everyone there is a new you know disease going around we're trying to figure out what the hell it is blah 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 it's coming all right and he was trying to warn the world and then china snatched him up and then um arrested him and he was gone for like a long time and then all of a sudden he came back was like nope totally kidding guys sorry ha 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 and then he died like right after that because he got it and Mm -hmm. my first thought was you have a real world pandemic here what the fuck is going on right now i've seen some people talk about it was it came from a bat that somebody had like was selling bats or whatever in some food marker some bullshit like Mm -hmm. that and i've seen some people say it was a you know release from a weapons you know place I've heard I, that one too. That, I don't you know, buy that. that yeah, I, I don't think it, this wasn't anything man-made. I don't think it was. No. It, it was. I, I fully anyone who's ever seen one of those what they call wet markets. Mm-hmm. And I've been there that, too. That's that is literally the breed the breeding ground. Yeah. 
for I would have to say 99% of mm-hmm. bacteria and germs nowadays. Yes. I it, it is it is in undoubtedly going to cause a pandemic, and I believe it just did. I agree. Um, in fact, I I've been to Chinatown in San Francisco, and they have a big big you know Chinese you know people uh, area, and you're same thing wet wet uh, market there, and holy shit, I saw like soft shell turtles, I saw ducks, mm-hmm. I saw all sorts of. I mean, it looked like a fucking zoo, and I'm like, you people eat this shit? What the fuck is wrong oh, with yeah. you? And they just, it's not, I mean, cross-contamination like a motherfucker. Oh, totally, totally. And, and so there, there's actually, a, now that all this came out, when, you know, last year around mm-hmm. March, April, mm-hmm. I was doing a little bit of research, like, well, everybody in the fucking world. Absolutely. And I actually came across some things where uh, people were saying, yeah, no, this is, we've been saying for years that these wet markets are, are they are an issue. Mm-hmm. Well, and so let's think, let's think back, like say 20 years, right? Let's think about all of the major diseases that came out, right? So you have H1N1, you have swine flu, you have bird flu, you have- I had swine flu, remember? Oh, that's right. You did, you did. Because you're a fat piece of shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You have- Hey, I love my bacon. (laughs) I love bacon. And if you don't love bacon, you're a commie piece of shit. So- but all of those things have one thing in common, and it's China. They're the fucking problem. And so if people originally had said, well, you know, yeah, it comes from China because it's got so many people. Well, so does India. India is almost as big as China in terms of population, and they don't have these fucking problems, although they're getting their fucking teeth kicked in right now with COVID. Well, because the difference, I think, in between China and India is, you know, India gets a whiff of anything like this. They start burning everybody. Oh yeah, they do. Dead or alive, they're just like fuck you. <laughs> Although I, I've, I've been to India and holy shit, is there a lot of just rampant, disgusting behavior? Nothing against the people. They've been, they were nothing but nice people. All that shit. But they even they told me they're like, listen, do not drink tap water. You buy it in a bottled form. Don't ever do that. And I'm like, why? And they go, there's the the rivers. They just don't give a shit about any like water quality or any of that kind of shit. No, that's the problem. This is they give a shit. They gave right. shits. Right, exactly. Just shit in the river, burying their dead in the river, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, ugh, God, you know. But You know, it's funny how many places are like that. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. growing up, it was that was the thing with Mexico. Mm-hmm. You don't drink the water in Mexico. Montezuma's oh, yeah. revenge. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, so for me, you know, my boy got it. And, and in all honesty, and this is going to sound fucking horrible, and fuck you, I don't care. Um, my boy is the only person on this planet I care about. Everybody else, yeah. You, you need, you need, you know, help. I'm your friend there to the end. But if there was ever some kind of situation or whatever, and I had to turn my back on somebody, it's like, Hey, uh, my current guest without using your name has been molesting kids for years. Cool. See you later, dude. Have not. Take that back. <laughs> motherfucker. Take that out of the ether. It's an example. <laughs> you can just take that out of the ether. I didn't know. Well, and, and I use that as an example because I actually had an adopted family member. And I think I told you this story. I had an adopted family member who was nice kid, great kid, the whole nine. And I say kid, he was, uh, you know, he's probably about 10 years younger than me. And he was kind of, you know, standard 18 year old bullshit, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, I don't know what to do with my life yet. I think he got some settlement for some weird reason. He had like 10 grand or some shit like that. Blew through it in two minutes, you know, because you give, you know, an 18 year old $10,000, they're going to blow through it. 
And that's then, basically everybody I've been hearing about their taxes this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. was getting all these stimulus checks, and they're like, "Oh, I just got fourteen grand," and I'm like, "Oh, great, I owe six hundred dollars." Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so he, um, come to find out, uh, so he joined the National Guard, and he was, you know, finally because I, I gave him advice. I'm like, "Hey, man, if you're still listless and you're still not sure what to do, you can go to college. You can take your prerequisites. You can do whatever, or you can join the military. Looks good." excuse me, it looks good on your resume. Uh, they give you money for college. You know, they're going to pay for your room and board. I mean, you, you could, you know, there's, there's, there might be some meat on that bone. And this is the one I, I don't know if I told you about this or not. This guy got caught and my family member, you know, my family member, family member, different guy called me up and said, uh, uh, uh other family member has been arrested for, um, uh, child molestation. And I'm like, oh no. And so I go, what happened? And he said, I says, I'm not gonna pass judgment quite yet. Tell me, tell me those details, right? Because I was thinking, because he was like 20, I think, and something like that. So if she was, let's say she was like, I don't know, 16 or whatever the hell the 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 number is where it becomes illegal, right? So let's say she's 16, right? And that's illegal. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're young, you're stupid, you need a punch in the face, you gotta go to jail but I'm not going to turn my back on you. All right. I go, how old was the girl? She was eight. Mm -mm. And I'm like, Ooh, you are dead to me. Fuck mm -mm. you. Turn my back. And the thing is, love the guy. He was a nice guy. The whole nine. It's like, there's a difference. There's, there's degrees just like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you, you know it. I mean, if you called me up and you're like, Hey dude, I got to go to jail. Uh, shot my old lady, cut her fucking another dude. You're like, well, all right. I'll see you in 20 years. All right. I'll toss some money on your commissary. We'll get you taken care of. It's like, Hey dude, I've been killing little kids and goats for a while. It's like, hey, you got to go, man. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, my boy is, you know, he's the one I care about. Right. And yeah. so when he got it, I was just fucking furious just like these chinese motherfuckers these filthy cocksuckers lying to the goddamn world just human and then he got the little steroid shot he was fine like an hour later so i'm like all right cool ladies like hey just keep an eye on him blah, blah, blah. and then my lady got it um i can't definitively say she got it because they didn't run a test and they're like listen we can run a test but we all know what the fuck it is right so she's getting her fucking teeth kicked in right now, but because the certain medication she's on, she can't take anything for it. So she's just basically got to suffer through it. They said, it'll pass. Don't sweat it. You'll be fine. Cause it's not COVID-19. It's a variant. And I don't know the fucking details cause I'm not a doctor. You know, See, now that's, that's, I, so it's, yeah, it's not COVID-19. Right. It's basically it's COVID-21. Mm-hmm. You know, it's legal, you know, it's fun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's the so, street name of this one going to be called? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then, of course, last night, I'm sitting on my computer, fucking around, playing video games. And, of course, I downloaded Grand Theft Auto Five again. Um, been playing the fuck out of that again. But um, all of a sudden, my back of my nose started feeling dry, got into a sneezing fit. You can kind of hear it in my voice a little bit. And I'm like, motherfucker. God, Basically, you downloaded it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to get the virus. <laughs> so, yeah. Luckily, though, the the rest of the world is starting to kind of wise up because I've been kind of sounding the alarm about China for about the past 10, 15 years because they've been repeatedly trying to, like, 
break into networks, you know, do all these things. And there have been some big, big things that China's been responsible for. So I'm like, guys, you've got to fucking turn your back on these people. Well, they're starting to now. You know, they're starting to say, I'm not going to play by your fucking rules. Fuck you. It's just like Russia. Mm -hmm. Russia's big time hacker conglomerates. I don't know why people take Russia seriously as a, as a world power at all, honestly. I mean, they're basically, their GDP is about the size of Texas, which love Texas. Texas is great. In fact, I'm looking at potentially retiring there. Um, Just but, try not to get one of their utilities because apparently they'll mm, charge you 20000 a month. I did see that. I'm going to give me some <laughs> solar panels. <laughs> <clears throat> but I'm looking at this and I'm like, why the fuck are you taking these people seriously at all? Fuck them, you know? There's really no, the, the easiest way to knock all this shit off, cut them off completely. You go to Apple, you go to Facebook, you go to Google, you go to these major companies that have major presence there and you say, listen, here's a deal. We're about to do almost like a blockade. You know, China's had enough of your bullshit, blah, blah, blah. You need to make a choice. It's either them or us, you gotta go. But here's the problem with that is the <laughs> Who are you saying have them do that? Because if you're saying have the government come in and tell a business how to operate. Totally understand that point. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying, though, is that if you you could incentivize, you're not necessarily saying, you know, hey, you have to pull everything out of China and fuck you if you don't. I'm thinking more on the lines of saying, hey, listen, you know, we're about to start some serious shit against China because of all the shit they've been pulling and we're not about to let our country go down the fucking tubes. So maybe, you know, your tax bill goes down a little bit. Maybe if you move, say, things over to India, maybe you may move over to Vietnam or, you know, wherever. You know, it's a small little thing, just me, myself, but I will be honest, I was really looking into getting those one of those OnePlus phones. Yeah, yeah. So I found that out that... Is that the one that's, uh, is that Google or is that like the de-Googled Android? Which one is that? It's, it's an Android, but it, you know, OnePlus is a manufacturer. Okay. And they, uh, in it's Android. Right. They just off the specs, mm -hmm. I've been sitting there for a while looking mm -hmm. at the OnePlus eight and I was just like, man, this thing is going to be awesome. It was blowing Samsung out of the water. Right. But then I found out that, yeah, it's one of those that uh, manufactured in China and that, mm -hmm. you know, they the company has ties to the Chinese government. So there's mm -hmm. talks about how uh, if you've got, you know, if you're anything to do with defense contractors, you can't mm -hmm. have a one plus phone because yep. possible security risks. And it's like, yeah, no, I'm going to stay away from that one. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that these companies, like if you like, let's say you bought something, right? or you invented something. If you wanted to sell that product in China, you couldn't say, I'm gonna open up, you know, Bob's, you know, computer company or whatever the fuck it is. You have to have a Chinese partner, quote unquote, they have to own 51% of it and you have to share your secrets. That's how they've been able to get as fast of a growth as they've had. Cause people forget 20 years ago, China was just kind of like, okay, they're there, whatever, who gives a fuck? Nobody thought about them. And so they've been basically vacuuming up secrets like crazy so they don't have to pay the R&D. Why, why spend billions of dollars researching one particular thing when they can just steal it? In fact, they were doing I mean, honestly, they stole it from Taiwan. Yeah. When we grew up, everything was made in Taiwan. That's true. Now, or Japan. everything is made in China. Although, and this is my own little, little mm -hmm. you know, throw a fucking grenade down the hallway. Taiwan, because we we sell weapons to China to Taiwan all the time, you know, fighter jets, shit like that. You know the good stuff, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and China has always supported the Iranians, you know, proxy bullshit, right? Here's my little, just to be a dick. <laughs> you call Taiwan up and you say, listen, you guys between you and China have been going back and forth on some shit for a long time. And sooner or later, it's going to come to war. Now, let's be honest. China does have a pretty decent military. You guys, you know, we've sold shit to you and all that, but it's going to be a fucking bloodbath. All right. Excuse me. So how about this? How about maybe, just maybe, we toss a couple of nukes your way. <laughs> we show you how to build it because the Chinese are doing the same thing with the Iranians, although the Israelis are uh, taking care of them that end. And we say, listen, you let the Chinese know, listen, you know what? We're going to declare independence. There's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. And if you do try to do something about it, we're going to lob a nuclear weapon into Beijing. And we're going to kill 20 million people. So you get a choice. You get a choice of, you know, uh, you leave us alone and we can have, we can be nice and friendly and all that kind of jazz, but we are our own thing. Or B, you want to toss something our way. Well, we're going to toss something back your way or we're going to kill as many people as we possibly can. And the reason why I say that, so let's say um, you come at my house and you're like, dude, I'm taking all your shit. I'm taking this, I'm taking this, I'm taking this, and I'm taking your TV off the wall which you know as a man is just, you know, a death penalty thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going to mention a name to do a nice little jab there, but then mm-hmm. I uh, don't know if we've mentioned her name before. Oh, okay. Your, your ex-wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the movie Heat. You know, you can come in here in my postmodern bullshit house. You can fuck my lady, but you will not watch my goddamn TV and rips it off the fucking television. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, go watch that scene again. It's up on YouTube. Uh, and, I, and I completely agree with everything he said. He's like, listen, me and her, we're on the outs. You know, you want to come over, you want to fuck her, whatever. And she was kind of cute. She had a little weird pixie haircut, whatever. But he um but he's like you're not watching my motherfucking tv and i'm like yeah 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 you're working go watch it though it's a t it's a tv vcr combo and it's about this fucking big <laughs> it can't be more than like a 20 inch television <laughs> nice. so, oh that was that was big back in those days oh yeah totally. remember, you remember uh when i was in high school i was in that electronics class mm-hmm. and i uh i actually fixed a 32 inch tv and so the teacher let me mm-hmm. buy that TV from the class mm-hmm. for whatever the parts cost. So it was like 20 bucks, right. something like that. So for 20 bucks, I got a 32 inch TV mm-hmm. when I was in high school. Which is back then, you know, it was big and it was expensive. Oh yeah. Here's the funny part, the kicker in the, the main TV for the house, my parents had a 27 inch. There you go. Like I'm just gonna. I had a 32. I'm gonna go and watch this 32 in my bedroom. (laughs) So, (laughs) remind me, and I'll tell you here in a second. uh, Remind me of uh, the collection we gave you. Is that a safe story to tell? Oh, the big box. Yeah, the big box. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because because there's there's lead up to it. So I don't know. Your old lady might be sensitive. You know. (laughs) She knows. Yeah, <laughs> there's a reason why he she's leaking. A teenager, <laughs> exactly. There's a reason why she's leaking. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> I had a 36 inch flat tube Sony Trinitron TV, 
and that thing weighed 430 fucking pounds, and I needed four people to pick it up, including you. I remember picking that damn thing up to move it into your goddamn house. <laughs> fork. Uh-huh. Uh, me, you, Fork, and uh-huh. uh, what's my brother calling himself now? Uh, ass- asshole. Asshole. That's uh-huh. right. Yeah. The funny thing that, is, was- that was less, that was more awkward than moving the, the fucking eight-foot pool table across a muddy embankment <laughs> to get it into his house uh no i seem to remember that i was sliding down the fucking muddy embankment right i know but i wasn't so that's why my perspective is different yeah you guys all suck <laughs> <laughs> see i hate you guys are the reason why i hate moving so much oh yeah, yeah. i moved out of my parents house into the house where i still live today mm-hmm. i have only ever moved once mm-hmm. Because I hate moving so much, and I think it's because of you and my brother. I think in the past 30 years, I think I've moved like four or five times, something like that. And that's and I, a lot to me. And I've, and I've told and I've told my my lady because she's you know you know how women are when they show you like oh look at this house I found on Zillow and I'm like yeah that's great you're showing me an eight hundred thousand dollar fucking house great whatever and she's like oh it looks nice I'm like yeah you better if you had a job <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> About 20, 25 years ago, your brother and I were leaving UPS and we're, and then we're on the night sort and we're, you know, we're, we're going along and we see this car flipped upside down and all of his fucking belongings in the hatchback, I think it was like a geostorm in the hatchback had fallen to the glass, but it was still like being contained. And we roll up you know guys outside were like you're doing all right he's like yeah yeah we're all right so we're like all right cool so he goes oh man you know i just uh you know he's shook up a little bit so we're like all right well we'll we'll hang out with you for a few minutes we got nothing else to do cops roll up and you can tell that this guy is a drug addict right at the very least a drug addict maybe even a minor dealer and so the cops portland cops back then just really didn't give a shit as long as you weren't like blatantly doing shit in front of them you know they were like listen you got a little bit of weed get the fuck out of here go home whatever they were deal- they want to deal with real crime mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he walks up and the the um the fucking uh, tow truck shows up and they're like listen we gotta you know flip it back upside down or right side up blah, blah, blah. and he says well let me just go get some of my stuff now he goes to put his key in the fucking uh the, the yeah you see where this is going puts his key in the fucking trunk and he's about to open it we're like no 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 he can't be that fucking stupid opens it up and all of his shit just pours out including little baggies of crack cocaine and the funny thing about that whole situation was the cops just looked at it and went do you see anything no no i don't want to do any fucking paperwork this is all before <laughs> body cams and any of that shit so they're like no no the guy's you know he's a fucking idiot we'll just go and do whatever so we take him back to uh his little hotel that he was staying at right and he goes hey man i really i really want to thank you guys you know i i, I can kind of hook you up if you know what i mean and we're like nah you know we're not we're not really into that you know he goes oh come on man i gotta get you something and like you know whatever dude you know you want to toss me you know 10 bucks who gives a shit because back then 10 bucks would give me like a half a tank of gas and uh <laughs> He goes, I know, I know. And he hands me this giant fucking cardboard box filled to the brim with all his porno mags. I think there was, was there some porno tapes in there too? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, there were some okay. tapes in there too. Yep. So there were like tapes and magazines and all this shit. And I'm like, well, my girlfriend at the time, she would do anything. Let me put it in her ass. She'd suck me off and swallow the whole night. So I was like, I got my own little porno fucking tape in my head. I don't really need this shit. I'm like, I know. Let's go to the little brother. <laughs> He's probably going to want some. <laughs> 
So we handed off to you. And I think you were like, what, 18, 19, some shit like that? Oh, no, way before that. Way before, before that? that? I, were you like younger? No, I, I think, honestly, I think I was like 12. Were you that fucking young? Jesus Christ. Yes. You're younger than me. Maybe. I don't know. So we roll in like fucking Santa Claus. <laughs> there you go. I know it was before I could drive. All right, fair enough. So we hand this fucking thing off and your eyes lit up like you guys really fucking love me (laughs) (laughs) and the only thing that we're i was so disappointed about was you hid them under your bed which is a water bed and apparently it sprung a leak and ruined everything (laughs) no no no. that's what i was told no uh and as a matter of fact i ended up paying it forward okay all right uh i dropped them off in the boy scout drop drop box (laughs) (laughs) no once i you know unlike my brother once i hit high school i didn't need that stuff no more oh yeah that's that's the one thing i loved about high school was you know you could and i always i always did this as as kind of a, a a comparison between you know lions right and i'll explain so my friends would always give me shit for going out with a girl who maybe might be a little bit of a nerdy girl or maybe have a little few extra pounds on her, whatever. And I had kind of a rapport with a girl's like, listen, we can be boyfriend and girlfriend, but you know, we don't have really have that much in common, whatever. We're young. You just want to get fucked. I just want to get my dick sucked. Let's do it. Right. So I would have kind of like this, you know, rolling, I don't say harem, but you know, a couple of girls I would fuck on a regular basis. And I kept telling them, I'm like, listen, you know, you, you guys got to try it. And all my friends were like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, man? You know, she's not that cute. You know, you go get that hot girl over there. And I'm like, let me, let me explain it to you how it works. All right. It's like lion in the Serengeti, right? You see that nice, beautiful, majestic gazelle way off in the distance. You can go for her. That's fine. You can get up, chase all fucking day long, you know, run like crazy. But that gazelle, they're in good shape. They're going to run off. They're going to do whatever. You're going to put in a lot of effort to get this. And maybe, maybe you catch her, all right? Maybe you're getting a fucking hand job in a parking lot after four dates or some bullshit like that. You know, maybe she gives you a little blowjob just to shut you up, but you spent, you know, 150 bucks on a date. What the fuck ever, right? Says, or you go out with a girl who may be like a math nerd, who maybe, you know, maybe she's a little chubby. Maybe she's a little whatever, right? You show her a little bit of attention. You treat her with respect. You know, you don't like, you know, shove her off to the side and, you know, hide her from your friends or anything like that. You know what that girl's going to do? That girl's going to suck your dick in front of everybody. She don't give a fuck. She'll be like, this man is loving me. <laughs> Sounding like Jar Jar Banks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can, you can, you can have your, you know, your, your eight or your nine, you know, mm-hmm. the, the you know, there's there a lot. There's a lot of people out there, and you know, right. tens, tens. Yeah, those the those mm-hmm. are never around. You know, they're but always you, a pain. You can have hands. an eight or a nine, or you could have two sixes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And in fact, let's <laughs> let's ask your lady friend. Am I out of line here? No. You said no. <laughs> you know, you have a guy who treats you with kindness and respect a little bit. You know. Maybe, maybe you're not the hottest thing on the planet. Maybe you are, you know, whatever. But, you know, you get a guy who's kind hey, to you. Hey, hey, hey. What, what? what? Don't, don't, be, don't be telling her that there's decent guys out there. No, 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 no. This, that's a myth. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not because I have one. That we know that is bullshit. <laughs> there's a reason why we don't hear you fart and your breath smells funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're a very nice woman. <laughs> 
That's why I always laugh. Hmm? Huh? What was I was, I was like, that's why I always laugh when you see a girl kind of squirm in her seat. I was like, okay, a couple things might be going on here. Either A, she's thinking about another dude and she's getting squishy and trying to get adjust. B, she's got some kind of yeast infection or some shit like that. Or C, she's leaking. <laughs> Got to kind of adjust because she sees some guy she likes. Mm-hmm. The adjustment is so that way she can unsuction cup herself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there's the title yeah, the reverse go. octopus <laughs> <laughs> fuck china and pussy octopus <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. so so you yes. now have the vid ish maybe the what now the vid the vid covid oh that vid okay i'm thinking like video and i'm like so you're i so assume you are, so you're self-quarantining correct so i'm self-quarantining from now since you just now well that was or so i got my vaccine on saturday walked into walmart i needed a fucking loaf of bread or what the fuck it was and the pharmacist was right there she's like you want a covid shot and i'm like okay i guess so walked in she literally just was like go here we're kind of we're kind of light nobody's in fill out a piece of paper stand in line and i was in and out probably about an hour i mean it took a little bit longer than i would have liked but i mean it was really really easy and she's like hey listen give you a shot you, you sit around mm-hmm. did your arm did you get the arm pain yeah i got i didn't get necessarily pain i got more of like a almost like a cramp kind of feeling but it, it was felt just like someone bit. like hit me in the arm really hard no i didn't that was about it it felt like just a a tender bruise yeah for me it was kind of like that too it was kind of like um like if i if it was shoulder day at, at the gym like ah, no, I right, that, yeah story you know kind of thing but it, it wasn't just for a day for me. That was like three days. Yeah, Maybe. I had it for about two days, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But that, well, and uh, you know, I got gout. And Did I'm it? sure we'll hear tell me that. tons of people about, well, maybe stop drinking all the damn beer. That's a myth. Don't <laughs> you fall for that myth. It's, oh, I don't. It's what well, Trump calls fake news. <laughs> I was actually starting to feel a gout attack coming on so what is gout by the way so gout is basically so it's uric acid building up in the joints and having little spiky crystals inside the joints so what most commonly happens is your big toe Mm -hmm. feels like it's broken okay because i always i always heard people talking about gout and then problems with their feet and i'm like okay some weird foot thing and i never well, really put doing so gout. really what it is too is it's actually a form of arthritis oh, really? as i okay. found out now right so it actually it's not always just contained to a toe mm-hmm. so i've gotten it to where i you know this last time i, I was feeling it in my wrist mm-hmm. i felt it in in my uh shoulder a little bit mm-hmm. the uh I, I was starting to get a gout attack. I was starting to feel joints getting a little, little rough, you know, right. and, and then, but you know, it was nothing I can't handle. Just take a couple uh, ibuprofens, whatever. And that numbs it all. And, and it right. ends up being nothing. Right. Well, I got the COVID shot, mm-hmm. the, the, the vaccine. I, I got the Johnson Johnson. So it was one and done right yeah i have never had my gout flare up that bad before ever Mm. in my life Mm. 
Well, it was had so it? bad. I woke up in the middle of the night, one of the nights mm-hmm. and had to go pee mm-hmm. and I could not walk. I had to crawl on my hands and knees to the bathroom mm. to go pee. So how long you had gout? I've had gout for years and years and years. Have you? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a family hereditary thing. Uh, I know my brother didn't get it. My sister didn't get it. (laughs) Right. Because they're both lucky. Um, My grandpa had it. My mom has it. Right. And I have it. So. All right. Fair enough. So you're the cool one. You're with a broken man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I don't know exactly if it correlates Right. exactly like that but i just found it coincidental that it was just the slightest little twinge and then all of a sudden it's like oh shit <laughs> he's you watch he's gonna use that as an excuse sorry baby i'd love to eat your pussy but you know the gout <laughs> <laughs> they tell me to stay away from fatty foods <laughs> oh feel free to smack him next time <laughs> so um <laughs> Yeah. So did you get any side effects or because you said no, you got your one shot? No, I got my one shot and I was fine, honestly. But um, yeah, the, it. Um, but you haven't gotten your second one yet. No, I haven't, the second one is in like two weeks. Now you're Pfizer? Yeah, that was a Pfizer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're doing Pfizer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've heard Pfizer isn't as bad on the second shot, but I hear from a lot of people the second shot is the <laughs> one that fucks you up. Might be. And of course, that's the uh, question is, I wonder if my symptoms, because I, I would go into a sneezing fit, almost like a cold, back of my nose would be dry and, um, and my throat just fucking just raw, feels like a cold. And I'm wondering if those are the side effects, but I mean, it's, it's been a couple of days, you know? Well, and that's or the about thing. A week now. Uh, so <laughs> when, when I got my shot, they said that your symptoms will be, it, they won't even come up for like two to three days. Okay. So yeah, if you if you have any reactions to the shot, mm-hmm. they said it's not going to happen for like another two three days. Right. But then you can get them mm-hmm. up to two weeks from now. Okay, that might be true then. So Alrighty. you might just be getting. I was going to say because they say off the first shot, you're usually about eighty percent. Right. right. So you you might actually be just uh, feeling side effects. <laughs> yeah, you're pregnant. Yeah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> my nipples are all sore and I'm bloated and moody <laughs> are you spotting that's the big one yeah yeah that's not, that's a word you want to learn when you're a young man <laughs> the girl's like i'm spotting and you're like the fuck does that mean <laughs> god yeah so uh <laughs> so yeah you, you might just be with that then could be so, i don't know uh what i was going to say is before your second shot though right i think one of the things that helped me to where other than the gout, which this actually kind of makes me, and I'm thinking about it, uh, a little bit more curious about the gout thing, because mm-hmm. I was drinking a lot of water going into it. You would think that, and that should have flushed out whatever gout was going on. Right, that's what I'm like. And then on top of that, I've been hearing uh, D3. Take vitamin D3. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because people who uh, apparently that are uh, vitamin D, you know. Mm-hmm sufficient or insufficient or whatever right uh insufficient deficient there we go vitamin d deficient (laughs) of the operation is that what you're trying to tell me (laughs) i mean we all knew it but now it's now it's forever recorded 
Yeah, exactly. So, uh, no, so the vitamin D deficiency right. people, they, uh, they've been getting hit with COVID harder than people that are. Okay. That makes sense. So taking vitamin D beforehand can help with relieving okay. the symptoms is the theory behind that. All right. That makes sense. I'm not making any guarantees. I am not a doctor. I am not in the medical field at, at all. Not a gynecologist. I don't know if anything is deficient, <laughs> efficient, or inefficient, or <laughs> or sufficient. I know that there's going to be some some poor person listening to this who has some uh, medical experience. And they're going to go, God, no, you're not even close. <laughs> <laughs> None of those words mean what you think they mean. <laughs> So, so um, I talked to you before about the QAnon. Did you ever watch that? No, I never did. did the you send QAnon me a documentary. Did you send me a link? I no. It's. It, I was just telling you. It's on HBO. Okay. okay, send me a link. I'll. I'll see if I can get it. Because I got. Um, I, I've seen a bunch of the thing, the QAnon people online. And even if it's the stuff that they're talking about isn't a part of that group, they're just wacky enough. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to take anything you say seriously. Yeah. Like uh, the people that, that swear that uh, right now, uh, this is actual QAnon conspiracy right. that um, they did a face swap. Okay. And so actually Biden right now is Trump wearing Biden's face. Okay. That might be true, and here's why. I saw this documentary with Nicolas Cage <laughs> and John Travolta. It was exactly. great. Yeah, these little lasers, and they take your face off, and you just put it right on. Now, you don't even have to worry about if your face is the same shape or anything like that. It just <laughs> goes right on and just melts right in. Like That's a great documentary. You should totally watch it. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe uh, Nicolas Cage was in that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nicolas yeah, Cage and John Travolta, yeah. But the, it's shit like that is like, really? That's How can you believe this? Uh-huh. Even as a movie, yeah. that was like, uh, no, this is some bullshit. Yeah. In fact, I remember watching. <laughs> good movie, that. though. Good movie. Yeah, this I, is a good movie. In fact, the, the one thing that I caught that I didn't like about the movie was they were showing the laser going up around the face, right? When they were moving the face, they just basically just laser on the outside of the face. And then they were able to just peel, just peel it back. It right off. And I'm like, there's no like tissue connectivity or anything yeah. like that. And I'm like, dude, you're not peeling somebody's face like that. Yeah, th- these people obviously did not check with anybody who's actually peeled a face. Yeah. I mean, well, you got to do your research. I have seen it in real life, and it is really fucking creepy. So if you break any bones around your face, right, Dependent. there's a lot of dependencies. But if you break any bones around your face, like your orbitable or, you know, maybe something around there, what they'll do is they'll slice up and over the top of your head, and they'll literally peel your face down make all your changes and then peel your face back up and then stitch you back up. That's why when you see people who have facial injuries, all this giant scar up over the top of their head. And I watched one of the surgeries and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> the funny thing is that um, my boy, he, um, uh, we were, um, we were talking and now, to be, now let me be clear. My boy is four at this point. Right. So uh-huh. he's into like robots and, you know, standard boy shit. Right. And I try to keep him away from gore, violence, all that kind of stuff. If he sees a naked titty or he sees a woman having sex, that actually doesn't bother me. Now, my lady kind of bothers her a little bit, but I'm like, listen, in the grand scheme of things, if he happens to see some pussy, 
I would much rather him see some pussy and explain that than watching some dude get his fucking head blown off and have to explain that. Honestly, the it it shouldn't be if you make it into a taboo. Exactly. It's gonna be a thing. Absolutely. So he um we were talking and he said, I forget why. Oh, I know. He likes watching those uh, How It's Made shows. You know, hey, here's how beer is made. Here's how Oreos are made. Things like that. <coughs> but he also likes... Around the corners where his fudge is made. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he likes seeing how things work, right? Fine, whatever. And he goes... Uh, he was doing this, just extending his arms out. Just five-year-old, just extending it out, all that kind of shit, right? And he goes, Dad, how did my elbow work? And I go, oh, well, I know that they have these little animations on youtube right and i'm like oh i can show them that right because it just shows the human body here's an elbow here's how it works right mm -hmm. and i just wrote how an elbow works right and the top one was a surgery had a dude with his fucking arm like this had a you know a blank or one of those little blanket things overlapped and they mm -hmm. had the dots or the little dashes ready to be slid open and he goes that one i'm like no fucking way I said, <laughs> and i'm like that is a real elbow and that is a real person getting fixed by a doctor, right? Because I always try to be clinical about it, right? And I said, that's a real one. Might be bloody, might be gory. You know, let me show you an animation. He goes, no, I want to watch that one. And I'm like, okay, you want to watch that one? Fine. And I kind of take my grandfather's, uh, my grandfather's uh, uh, stance on things. It's like, listen, I'm going to warn you. And if you continue on, I'm going to let you try it. And then when you don't like it, I warned you. My grandpa was like that when uh, I wanted a drink of his whiskey when I was five. He had a little, <laughs> had a little glass of whiskey. He was walking around the house. I'm like, hey, can I have some of that? And he's like, no, this is a man's drink. I'm like, well, I, I want some. He goes, no, it, it'll burn. You won't like it. It's whiskey. Okay. And I go, well, I still want some. He goes, cool. My grandmother is standing right there. And she's like, well, the boy will learn. Hand it to me. And I'm like. <laughs> By the way, uh, if you want some whiskey stories growing up you know oh totally totally in my in my house growing up mm -hmm. there was always a fifth of black velvet uh if not a half gallon mm -hmm. at all times and sometimes both mm -hmm. in fact uh, i will get to that in one second so my boy insists on watching this elbow video surgery mm -hmm. and i'm like all right i'm gonna catch hell for my old lady but i thought you, you want it fine so sure as shit turn it on slices a dude's fucking elbow open it doesn't bleed it was the weirdest thing i, yeah. I it was i didn't know that i thought you slice somebody's fucking elbow open there's gonna be blood gushing everywhere i was like okay it's clean cut scalpel That's oh why yeah. this, scalpel. this this doctor just knew what he was doing. he was just like whoosh, here we go and on and on and on and it laid him open you could see like muscles and tendons and fibers and shit like that and my boy is just fascinated going oh this is great dad and then all of a sudden he starts naming things he goes oh yeah that's the forearm muscle there and that's this and i'm like where the fuck are you learning all this shit he goes oh i watch um dexter exactly i watch dexter i watch you know jeffrey Dahmer documentary shit like that you know saw a bunch of like father like son yeah exactly so but he's like naming it all off and i'm sitting there going what the fuck so i'm like all right so i tell my lady and i'm like hey listen um just so you don't hear it from him you know, because he had, you know, kids have a tendency to just exaggerate shit, right? I go, you want to know how an elbow worked? I did a search. Medical one came up. Wasn't gory, but I mean, it was somebody's fucking arm getting opened up, right? She goes, oh yeah, he watches those all the time. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? She goes, yeah, yeah, he watches them all the fucking time. 
we have this health channel that we watch where it's a doctor and he'll talk about, to be fair, they're pulled out of cadavers, but he'll literally go, this is what a uterus looks like. And he'll pull a fucking uterus out of like a box. And he's a real doctor. And he's like, this is what a uterus looks like. And he takes like a little pen. And he's like, this is here and this is here. And this is how it works. And I'm like, you got to tell me some shit like that, right? Because I'm trying to be like the responsible parent. Like, hey, listen, I'm going to keep you away from the gore and all that kind of shit. She's like, nah, I want you to see everything. That that must be some Canadian shit there. I guess you know, so. With their, with their universal health care. Yeah. Although she is very much against him. Like she'll watch, let him watch cartoon violence. You know, eh, you know, they go out and they, they kill bad guys, or whatever. Yeah, but you know, Roadrunner like, getting blown up by <coughs> right. Oh, he fucking loves he loves Roadrunner cartoons, which I'm like, yeah, that's that's <laughs> all me. But he um um uh, he will flat out watch like you know medical shit, whatever. But she freaks if he happens to see a titty or if he happens to like you know, there's like a sex scene in a movie that comes up where she's like, shut it off now. And I'm like, why? what's the fucking problem here? You know, if you just make it easy, make it understandable, blah, blah, blah. Says he's going to have a way different attitude towards sex when he gets older. You definitely don't want to be in a pervert like me. <laughs> but then again, on the flip side, I guess uh, you see nudity all the time on TV in Japan. Right, exactly. Yeah, you can also just go up to literal vending machines in Japan that uh-huh. have used women's panties. Yeah. And you can get it fresh from the factory. <laughs> She's shaking Just her saying. head, no, but I bet you could pull open the panty drawer and get whatever you want. <laughs> right ahead, buddy. Nah, I'm not into that. But yeah, it's yeah, fucking you, weird to me. You, you be a sniffer. <laughs> That's just fucking weird to me. That panty sniffers and um and feet. Well, I don't. Just I don't say. And with that nose you got, you could definitely be. Yeah, be like, sniffer Hall of Fame. She's she's on her period. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like pennies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the title. Smells like pennies. Smells like pennies. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell a story. And I'm not sure if I've told this story before, um, but I'm going to tell it anyway. And it's fucking disgusting. So. <clears throat> Coming from you, that should be a major disclaimer that people should. Uh, warning, warning, warning. I'm, I'm, I'm like 60% sure I've told the story before. So there was a girl, I, I don't want to say I was with, but basically I was fucking her, right? And she, um, nice girl, we had gotten together a couple times and she was kind of a, just a fun party girl, I guess. And when I say fun party girl, I mean like it was, I call you up. Maybe we meet somewhere downtown Portland for a quick cup of coffee. We head back to our apartment. We fuck. We leave. We don't talk to each other until we want to fuck again, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of a date-ish, but not quite. <clears throat> so she calls me up. She says, hey, come on over and let's fuck. All right. She has this little studio apartment. You know the um, – she doesn't live there anymore, so I can tell this. You know downtown Portland, the post, post office? Yes. Okay. Literally across the street. She had a little studio apartment, right? And this oh, okay. Is, yeah. This is back when you can get a studio apartment for like 600 bucks a month, you know? So now the same place is going to be like two grand. So she... More than that. Uh, yeah, exactly. So she says, hey, you want to have some fun? Come on over. Let's fuck. All right, cool. Now, she was small framed, right? So I like small framed women just because you can flip them around. You can do all sorts of fun shit, right? 
So I ain't done 69 in a while. And the reason why I like 69, and ladies, write this shit down if you need to. The reason why I like 69 is because when I'm eating your pussy, you're more excited. You're more excited means you're going to give a more enthusiastic blowjob. Cannot tell you how many times I've gotten a blowjob from a woman time and time again. They always have the same moves, the same everything. Don't get me wrong. Blowjob's great. All that kind of shit. You start playing with their pussy, she gets a lot more enthusiastic. And you're like, oh, slow down. Slow down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get the goggles. (laughs) (laughs) I toss her on top, flip her around. We're doing 69, right? And... It was that that street is lined with um, with streetlights, right? So the streetlights are pouring in, but it's dark, right? So you can kind of make out like it's dark in the room, but it's kind of silhouette And I've got finger in, licking away, having a grand time, got a handful of ass squeezing. Everybody's having a great time. And all of a sudden I pull my hand out and I feel something on my hand. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it feels almost like slimy, but it's got a little bit of texture to it. Almost like um, like if you mixed water and flour. You know what I mean? Like it made like a weird dough kind of feel. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Right. And she goes, you stop. What's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I feel something. So she goes, okay. She says, let me, let me go ahead and check. Right. So she leans over and turns on the, um, turns on the lamp. And I look and it's this fucking glob of blood. And I'm like, oh, oh boy. And my hand is coated in blood. And I'm like, oh, oh boy. And so she like is horrified. She's like, oh my God, uh, I'll be right back. And she runs to the fucking bathroom. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I bang on the door. I'm like, you all right? And she's like, um, yeah. Uh, I go, I says, did I, you know, did I not cut my fingernails? I'm terribly sorry. She's like, no, wasn't that wasn't it. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? She says, uh, I, I, I kind of got my period. And I'm like, oh, well, when I'm eating a girl's pussy, you know, juices run down, you swallow it, whatever. And I had done a lot. And not once did I smell pennies. So <laughs> it gets way fucking worse, right? But we have been doing it for a long, long time. So I'm like, I'm washing my hands. I'm washing my uh, washing my face. I'm going, <laughs> I'm trying to spit out what the fuck. Gargle. I must, I must have swallowed at least and um, half a cup of blood something like that it was a lot i don't know how much it was but it was a fucking lot all i'm saying is karma because how much did she swallow oh totally totally you know <laughs> so i uh i waiting for a little bit you know i'm cleaning up and i hear his voice from the bathroom she goes um can you leave <laughs> and i go okay she's embarrassed you know probably mortified let me go ahead and just knock it off don't worry about it right i go, that's okay don't sweat it and, and don't don't you know, think twice about it. These things happen. I'm trying to be nice and supportive, right? Because I'm thinking, you know, don't go fucking up free pussy, you know? Come on now. So I go downstairs and I go down to my car, which is parked right on the street. Now I'm directly below a street light, right? And the street light is, I guess it was one of the brand new LEDs because when Portland was still doing LEDs and all that shit. So it's right out there. And I'm like, oh boy. And you know, like if you're, if you're standing around and you've done something, you're, you're fine. But if you start thinking about it, your stomach starts to get upset and you think you're going to puke. Mm-hmm. That's where I was. And my brain was like, you ate a bloody pussy. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh boy. Uh, oh boy. Don't, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Cause I knew if I thought about it, up it comes. And I put my hand on the, uh, on the trunk of the car and I'm like, oh, oh boy. Uh, oh boy. And this guy is walking down the street. Now he's just a normal dude. It's like probably 10 o'clock at night. 
he goes, Hey buddy, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. Just, just leave me alone. Right. And he goes, Oh man. He says, I don't know, man, you you don't look right. And I go, and it was just this red and just pukey kind of fucking thing. And I had had uh, Wendy's for lunch or for dinner on the way over. Right. He's like, I'll just, I'll just dip in. Right. So fucking hurl this up. So it's like chunks of chicken nuggets. It's blood. It's, you know, all it looks fucking horrible. And the Google dude goes, Oh my God, dude, that, that looks, that's blood, man. You should be fucking throwing up blood. Oh my God. And I go, it's not my blood. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and the guy goes, what the fuck do you mean? It's not your blood. I'm like, Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> so he leaves. So I get in the car and I, I still have my, my large diet Coke from, uh, from the Wendy's and I grab it and I suck it down and I swish around and I spit it out and I'm doing all that stuff. So I call family member, family members with his lady in his car. And I said, Hey man, I've got a story for you. It's fucking disgusting. And it, and it has to do with me. You know, this girl just got done banging. He goes, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Let me call you right back. All right. He hung up the phone and his girl and him both came to the same conclusion. If he's telling us this is disgusting sexually, we got to think hard if we really want to hear this. <laughs> kind of like I would say it. Exactly. There's going to be a disclaimer here. Yeah. Big. So he calls me back and he goes, all right, let's hear it. Now, at the time, I was working out, um, taking supplements, and uh, really, you know, was in really good shape. And tell him the whole fucking story. And I'm like, oh, man, just it fucking just threw it up. So I grabbed my Diet Coke, switched it around, left the Wendy's chunks and blood in the fucking street. First words out of his mouth, he goes, the fuck were you doing at Wendy's? You know better. <laughs> you got to be on your diet, man. <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> his lady in the background is pissed off. Not at me. Not at family member, but at the girl. She's like, that's bullshit. She fucking knew. A girl knows when she's on her fucking period. That is bullshit. And, she's, and I'm like, you're not the one that caught the fucking shrapnel here, lady. I'm the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, it could be worse. Oh, totally could have been worse. Totally could have been worse. I mean, she, she could have been saying that she was pregnant until then. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, is that she... That would have been worse. Like, ooh, is that, is that a foot? <laughs> there we go problem solved <laughs> the funny thing is that she um she was so mortified by it like i texted her the next day i'm like hey checking in just making sure you're cool you know literally do not sweat it you know you're fine um and she just completely ghosted me she was so fucking mortified i'm like ah, you know I, I can't say i blame you you know so you have a whiskey store and i'm gonna go take a piss oh i was just gonna say that uh you know so growing up in my house there was a half gallon of uh well, of uh, black velvet on the refrigerator at all times. There was also a, uh, a, a rule where as long as they didn't leave, as long as they stayed there at the house, uh, didn't matter, me, my friends, anybody, we could have some black velvet. You know, we could have some whiskey and, you know, my general drink when i growing up was black velvet and coke I, I and for clarification not even close to 21 i'm talking about you know drinking with my buddies at 12 years old 
at my parents' house. Now, like, like I said, no one left the house. It was like they came over for sleepovers, whatever, and we we had our black velvet and cokes, and my parents were there the whole time, so everybody was all safe. But yeah, uh, essentially, been drinking black velvet and cokes since I was twelve. That, rem- uh-huh. that reminds me before I forget, there's a liquor, and let me see if I can find it. I think it's called, ah, here we go. It's called Blavod, B-L-A-V-O-D. It's black vodka. Have you seen that? I have not. Okay. I figured I'd get your expert opinion because I have another uh, subject for us. Okay. So uh, real quick, mm-hmm. when I was, I want to say 14 at the time. Me, right. we went on vacation, right. and like I said, growing up, even at 12 years old, uh, black velvet and coke. You know, we'd be doing shots with shots and all this, and so on vacation, I ended up having a what we later found out was an ear infection that was so bad that it went through my eardrum. Mm. Skin had to be grafted from behind my head mm. onto my eardrum to repair it and all this. Well. As you might imagine, there was a lot of pain involved there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, my mom also suffers from migraines mm-hmm. and, and things like that. She, in her purse at all times, she has high-grade pain medication. Mm-hmm. So, here you go. Have a Vicodin. So, <coughs> That's love. had a Vicodin, and then we're on vacation. Yep. Parents just conveniently forgot about the fact that I was on Vicodin, uh, <laughs> which, by the way, I was on Vicodin, so I forgot about it, too. Yeah, totally. Um, so next thing you know, I was going shot for shot with my dad and my uncle mm-hmm. with Black Velvet and Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, Your family are drinkers. Yeah, that was a that was a definitely a, a weird night, and I did not win. I passed the hell out on that couch. Mm-hmm uh yeah no you're going against you're going against premier athletes in that particular (laughs) event (laughs) and i was severely handicapped Mm -hmm. with the vicodin not just being handicapped yeah if your old man says hey man let's have a drinking contest you know what you might just call me a bitch right now you go ahead you win (laughs) you go on champ (laughs) i don't know i think i can take him now (laughs) so heavyweight um i'll tell you the story afterwards but um i got another story um, but your brother wanted to, to talk about it next week. So I signed paperwork for to buy the comedy club. Okay. So done deal. Yep. Uh, not quite done deal. Um, so the, the basic, the basics are there, right? So they have yep. to hire a manager because that was one thing that we were talking about yep. was I said, Hey, you, you got to have a manager there, right? I've got a full-time job. You know, I need to know somebody's there locally. Blah, blah, blah. So they said, okay, we agree. Um, their big contention, which just on paper was like, yeah, it's a no brainer. So there's a bunch of programs for businesses that got their teeth kicked in for COVID. Right. And so they said, Hey, listen, these programs are going to have another round. And since we're the ones that got our teeth kicked in, we should be eligible for that money. I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Totally fucking cool. Don't sweat it. Right. Mm-hmm. But they were like, we need, we need you to understand that. And then they were like real insistent. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you, you're the ones that got your teeth kicked in. It's your fucking money, right? Apparently, and to be fair, I mean, there's some business people out there that would fucking do that where they would go, oh, you're not collecting that. Well, then I'm going to get money from the fucking government, right? 
yeah. I, don't, I don't run that kind of operation. So it's like, fine, dude, whatever. Um, plus, and, and we were both kind of in, in the situation where it would be, it would behoove us. That's a fancy word. <laughs> it would be in our best interest that we're nice to each other because he wants to sell the other three comedy clubs that he has for sale because he's retiring. It's mm-hmm. in my best interest to be nice to him because he's going to get me, you know, basically he's going to better pricing on the other three. Well, he's going to get me better pricing, but not only that, <clears throat> he's agreed to get the, the manager hired and up to speed. He's agreed to be kind of like a, almost like a mentor. So in other words, Hey, listen, I got this situation. What do you think? You know? And he could say, okay, yes, no, whatever. Um, so he's kind of, you know, when you got a kid on a tricycle and they're riding off for the first time, you're like, all right, he's, he's got it. He's good. All right, cool. You know? So it kind of is in our best interest for that. In fact, um, one thing I looked at, um, was the fact that they do, and you tell me if this is weird or not. They have a show on Wednesday for $2 a ticket, which I'm like, that's prices got to go up on that. Maybe, maybe it's me, maybe I'm a dick, but you know, not necessarily, you know, to 10 bucks, but maybe to like three bucks or five bucks, you know, depends. I mean, I'm guessing that that's going to be the uh, open mic night where most of the time open micers aren't getting paid dick. Right. Exactly. Uh, I was just looking at it from the perspective of, you know, I've got to pay the booking agent. I've got to pay the, the, the staff. I've got to pay a few other things. Now to be fair, the, um, the, the food and drink, the profit margins are fucking huge. So yeah, that's a big deal. So they do a show on uh, Wednesday, a show on Thursday, a show on Friday and two shows on Saturday. So they have five shows total, right? My question is why are there not two shows on Friday? Yeah, there needs to be two shows on Friday. That's what I was thinking too. So two shows on Friday brings us from uh, basically as an additional, I think I calculated that as something along the lines of, you know, fuck it, I'll find it here. Um, if I went to, um, yeah, let me see if I can find this here real quick while I interrupt and all that shit. So if I went to, yeah, there we go. So if I went to, it's an extra 20%. Yeah, I go from, where's the fuck, fucking thing? It's always something, isn't it? I don't know if I like this. Yeah, yeah. As you're like looking at this, you're staring right at me. Yeah, you, you know <laughs> what I mean. Okay, so when we get to full capacity, right? <clears throat> yeah. Full capacity at 2019 numbers after mortgage, after insurance, I mean, literally everything, profit is a little bit more than four grand a month, right? Off of a $55,000 investment, which I'm actually getting back as working capital from the government, right? So, Basically, I'm making even if even if I was completely out the fifty five thousand dollars I got to put down, I'm making eighty eight point two one percent on my money, right? So I'm making forty eight thousand dollars a year, right? There you go. If I add an additional show, which is uh, one show per week for fifty two weeks a year, because they they're open fifty two weeks a year, right? I go from that forty eight thousand uh, per year to one hundred and fifty nine thousand eight hundred thirty six dollars. It is that much of a jump. And the reason why is because I'm going based upon the the gross, divide that by 52 weeks in a year, divide that by five shows in a week, that gets you your rough gross. Then I basically, I add 20% worth of shows because I'm adding a show per week and then bump that and then multiply that out. 
Now, whether or not I'm accurate or not, who knows, but I mean, it's, it's such a, a dramatic jump that I'm like, why the fuck would I not do that? Yeah. I, I, I don't know how many of the, cause I know me and you, we've had some discussions mm-hmm. before on some of the business ideas and such. And I don't think we want to, you know, put those out there. No. Quite yet, Cause I need well, your quietest gun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah definitely just adding a show that that's well that's a no-brainer that doesn't have to be a trade thought too. I mean, I that's thinking, just... add a show bump the prices slightly on the tickets when i say slightly i mean a two dollar ticket becomes like 250 or three uh a 16 dollar ticket becomes an 18 dollar ticket an 18 dollar ticket becomes a 20 dollar ticket and a 20 dollar ticket which is the most that they have becomes like 2250 Move your camera down. I don't know what the hell happened to the camera. But. That's okay. I just, I just flopped now. Oh, it's like you're, you're like cut off. Like you were like that uh, that neighbor of uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. You yeah. Know? Yeah. How you doing, Tim? Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> so there was so there was that thought, and then the other thought was, and I was I've actually ran into a guy online uh, on Reddit who's owned a bar before. And I, I was picking his brain like crazy. I'm like, hey, these are some ideas I've had. What do you think? And he goes, okay, I'm going to lay out all the shit you need. He says, first thing you need to do, you got to have a rock solid inventory system. All right, great. And so he goes, because <clears throat> he says, the reason why is because if you don't have a rock solid inventory system, here's what's going to happen. Guys are going to start, you know, they're going to overpour for, you know, the cute blonde and they hopes to, that the bartender hopes he can fuck later that night. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get, cool. flow, get, get those flow uh, counters exactly so you know exactly how much so going out so here's the other beauty part so i was looking at there's a couple of them there's one called bar patrol um there's another pos system called upserve there's another one called rescue um, but apparently bar patrol's got a really good um, inventory system what they do is they've got a little bluetooth scale and they have a, a database already of all the popular liquors so you can just say hey i've got 38 bottles of jameson and they say okay this is what they all should weigh so you literally take the bottle and you go okay i know i've got you know, 35 full bottles. So I can say I've got 35 full bottles and it goes, all right, cool. Then you just take your, your empty er bottles, basically open bottles. You put it on there and it weighs it and it goes, cool. You have now lost all this amount. So therefore you should have X amount of sales. You compare that versus what you got. And then if there's a major discrepancy, you say something. Actually. Uh, so that's using a scale. What you're talking about is uh, using Partender, which uses a uh, Partender uses yeah. the camera on and take a picture of it and shows you, okay, this is how much liquor you have in the bottle. Really? I haven't seen that one. I'll take a peek at that. So you can do the entire inventory of the bar in minutes. That's what, that's what they were claiming on bar patrol too. But, the, but, huh? but if you've got to weigh every bottle, that- that's the thing. You don't have to weigh every bottle. So what they were talking about was um, it, you, you obviously you have one or two open bottles, right? So you're only going to have to open or you're only going to have to weigh those one or two bottles. So in other words, the back area has got all of your, you know, sealed bottles. And then at the beginning of the shift, you know, to prevent people from replacing shit, you know, vodka with water and shit like that, the manager is the only one with the fucking key. And then they go out and they say, okay, you need three bottles of this, two bottles of this, whatever. And then maybe, you know, halfway through the night, they check or whatever. So they really only have to weigh one or two bottles of each type. So in theory, maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 bottles, maybe. So you should be able to do it within like five minutes, maybe. Another things you need to do yep. uh, is you need to get your signature cocktails. Yes, that guy actually said the same thing. He said, if they don't have a cocktail, 
make one, get your bartender to, to figure one out, especially if it's a senior bartender, and you say, I need you to, to come up with a, a drink that only we do and pimp the fuck out of it. Call it the chuckle slut. <laughs> Yeah, just like that. I can I can create you a, a, a drink. How's that? There you go. Ooh, <laughs> you want to name drink? We can even name it after you. <laughs> the with the worthless piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's chat after after the show. Because um, yeah, I um, and I'll tell you the story I'm going to tell next week with your brother. Um, I went down to the bank and uh, had to do to wire off money. And there was an incident at the bank. Okay. <laughs> it did not involve me at first. <laughs> and uh, Are you part of a bank robbery? Please. That requires people to be able to get away quickly. There's not a damn thing about me that's quick. Now, don't get me wrong. I can do crowd control. <laughs> Everybody on the floor. I don't know. Did you ever get rid of that CRX? I did. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So the old lady finally made you get rid of it. Did you God, get I've, rid of the? I got, uh, I got rid of that. One about NSX, right? I wanted the NSX. I got rid of the CRX. God, this was in two thousand. I've, I've had it. I've, it's been gone like five, seven years, something like that. And I had the thing for twenty fucking years. But the this was, is why I'm so good at, at my job. By the way, uh-huh. is because I'm insanely good with numbers. Uh-huh. By the way, not an accountant. Haha, don't try. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm, I'm really good with numbers. So for some unknown reason, I still remember that engine swap you did for the, uh, mm-hmm. it was a B16 engine. It was, yeah. I remember, it wasn't even my damn car. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that. I loved that car, man. I had a B16A uh, mm-hmm. engine. It came yeah. from a 90 Integra, I think, over in Japan. I got the basically the full front clip for 1500 bucks. A buddy of mine, Dan and his brother Dave, installed it. Ah, uh, uh, you got to bleep out some names. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I haven't talked to those guys in 20 years. Uh, all right. Dan and Dave are common enough, yeah. We got, um, but they uh, they installed it, and he called me up, and uh, he said, I said, you know, I'm, I don't know anything about installing engines. And he goes, I'll just buy it. I'll put it in. I'm like, all right, cool. What are you? He goes, I just love doing it. All right, great. Um, and he talked me into all sorts of shit. He talked me into a light and flywheel high performance clutch that's this clutch was rated for some outrageous amount of horsepower something like five or six hundred horsepower some shit like that and so it grabbed that was the fucking problem with this thing and the light and flywheel and i didn't know this spins up really fast but also spins down really fast so as you're coming up to a stop sign and you push in the clutch like an early one it'll go and kill the engine <laughs> shit, shit. nice <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, remind me after the after the show. True, hmm? That's why true racers don't use the clutch. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, I got my. So well, the thing was is that this thing was so we. Oh, put, you learned that on my bike. Oh yeah, yeah, but your bike was super top heavy, and that and I almost crashed another bike because of it because I thought that all bikes were like that. I thought all bikes were top heavy. So then my cousin um, called me up and said, "Hey man, I got this Jixer. You want to borrow it for a little bit? Cool, man. Well, the Jixers have a much lower center of gravity. So I'm like, cool, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, here you go. And it was like, it was like, oh, God. <laughs> like I almost dumped the bike. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You got to say, got to tell the story about the, uh, when you were using, you, you were riding my bike mm-hmm. and you came up to the dude at the stop sign with his girl. And oh, then the remember you pointed 
you pointed down and showed him when you shifted. I'm not remembering that one. I'm remembering the gas station one. Okay, let's say one then. Okay, so <clears throat> we were riding up to Tacoma because a friend of ours was a cage fighter. This is where I ended up getting a new tire, you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's the same. That's I had different. Pirellis on there. Yeah, yeah, you did. And then next thing you know, I get a freaking, what was a BF Goodrich. Yeah, some bullshit fucking tire. Well, it was like you gave it to me and the fucking thing had like steel treads peeling out of it. And they were like, um, you're yeah. not an experienced rider. You should not be riding on these. It's Pirelli. It's good. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Don't be a bitch. So we roll up. We hit uh, Centralia because we were heading to Tacoma to watch a buddy of ours fight. And we figure, all right, well, we'll ride up there. We'll uh, we'll watch him fight, and then you know, spend the night in a hotel, and then we'll ride home. We rode up there, and um, I get there, and there's a girl who can't be more than like 15, but she is like heavily pregnant. And I'm like, oh boy. Now Centralia is a little podunk fucking town. There's nothing to do, so of course you got like drug abuse and you know teenage pregnancies, right? So me, I'm just being cheeky. I'm like, hey, you want to ride on the bike, right? Because it's clear as day she can't fucking ride the bike. And she goes, no, no. She never got more than like 50 feet from me, right? Because I'm at the pump. She's at the little center thing. I go, you sure? I says, you know, I'm sure I can find a little baby helmet for you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. So my cousin, um, he rolls up with me. He's filling his tank and he decides to go inside. And um, he uh, he's talking and he says, uh, he says, oh, I'm going to grab drinks, this, that, and the other. And the, uh, uh, the, do- the girl's mom is working the counter. And so she goes, hey, hey, you need to tell, you know, your buddy out there to stay the fuck away from her. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? She says, yeah, yeah, she's 15. You know, this is almost child molestation. And he, um, my cousin without missing a beat goes, your daughter is pregnant. You're really not one to throw fucking stones here about responsibility, all right? He says, secondly, he says he offered her a ride on the fucking bike and he was being cheeky about it. Just calm the fuck down, right? So we think nothing of it. Get on the bike, ride up, right? Now, there is a uh, side note to this. We go to Tacoma Dome. We're watching this MMA fighter. His name is Fancy Pants, right? He has these fucking black trunks and they have these little stripes and little swishes of different colors, right? Imagine like an 80s arcade where the black light is hitting the carpet. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> this kid is in phenomenal shape, like most MMA guys are, right? I mean, he doesn't have that ounce of body fat on him. I think he was fighting around 185 or something like that. Good shape, nice looking kid, the whole nine. He beat the snot out of his opponent. He won that fight, right? Well, there's a bunch of girls, right? And he's Apparently, through our friend, he says, oh, yeah, he's he gets girls all the time. You know, he's single, whatever, right? So he goes, the guy's interviewing him after the fight. He says, oh, so how do you think he did? He's like, oh, you know, this and the other, great, you know, did some training, you know. And they go, so he says, looks at his shorts. He says, so they call you Mr. Fancy Pants, huh? Where'd you get those? And that was me. He goes, my mom made them for me. (laughs) (laughs) He was serious. And he was just like, oh, my mom made them for me. And I look over to Buddy, and I'm like, and you hear that? That's all the pussies just drying up. <laughs> so fast forward, next day, get on the bikes, ride home. 
getting back and uh, we're heading about Centralia and the gas light pops on your bike. And I'm like, all right, well, I got to go in and I got to get, uh, get some fuel, pull in, same girl's there. And I'm like, oh, she goes, oh, hey, how's it going? And I go, oh, pretty good. What's going on? And again, same thing. She's over at the little center thing. She don't get within 50 feet of me. And she goes, my mom just does not like you. She came unglued. And I'm like, I offered you a ride on the bike. I was being cheeky. I'm not going to give you a fucking ride on the bike. You're 15 fucking years old and you're pregnant. I don't have an extra helmet. Fuck off. Tell her to piss off, right? So he goes, yeah, you know, well, her boyfriend was there with her too. And he was like 18, 19, like one of those Jerry Springer episodes. Got his arm around. He's like, hey, stop looking at my girl. I'm like, dude, I will beat your ass. Why don't you just calm down? All right. So anyways, the mom sees me, gets super pissed off, walks out. You know, you need to get the fuck out of here to start screaming at me. I'm like, look, lady, I'm here for fuel. Fuck off. Maybe you got to go talk to that dude over there who molested your fucking daughter and got her pregnant, you know? <clears throat> so anyways, she's just getting on my nerves. And so finally, you know, the, the gas pump goes click. It's full. Great. Undo it. Flip everything out. Lock down the gas thing. Turn it on. And she goes, you know what, you know what, you just get out of here. And I'm like, you know what, lady, fuck you. And I put my finger as far toward her face as I could, like some Steve Austin shit. Fuck you. That's it. I'm calling the cops, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't need this right now. <laughs> so I fucking take off. Now, you had a, I don't know the year of it, but it was a thousand CC Yamaha. Uh -huh. Was it like the YZ something, something? 2003 YZFR1. Okay. <clears throat> this bike will get up and go in fact probably one of the most terrifying things i've ever experienced on a bike happened on your bike <coughs> because yeah i forgot to tell you about that yeah a little bit of torque in the first gear there yeah there's a bit there so i had in, in totally separate side story i had hit first gear let on the throttle and then shifted to second. And when I shifted to second, the front end started picking up. And I'm like, oh, God, put it down, put it down, put it down. <laughs> <laughs> I could have taken a lump of coal, put it in the crack of my ass, and you'd had a diamond in three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Tastes like pennies and butt cracks. <laughs> so, so anyways, so I hop on the, the bridge, come up and over five, dip on to five and just open up the throttle and i'm at like 150 miles an hour in two seconds flat oh yeah <coughs> easily so i get down to around halfway between um there's, there's like a little um resting area probably about 20 30 miles down the road and pull off and i'm like all right so what are the chances of a gas station having cameras pretty high um mm -hmm. this lady seemed pretty pissed what are the chances of her you know, actually calling the cops pretty high. Okay. What are the chances of the cops actually doing something about it? Mm, hard to tell. Cops might be like, listen, lady, get, you know, you, fuck you, you know, but I'm like, no, I don't want you to get a phone call. Right. So, yeah. I'm so, pretty sure I remember getting a phone call from yeah. you to give me a heads up about yeah. that. So I was trying to be the good dude and say, Hey man, you know, just FYI, you might get a phone call from the Shales police department. And you go, why? <laughs> Well, fucking worry about why. Just saying, if you do, you don't know where your bike is at. All right, I'll be back in a little bit. All right, calm the fuck down. <laughs> it's fucking great time though. And that bike, other than it being top heavy, was a fun fucking bike because oh, it, it, it rode like a fucking. It rides like a Cadillac. Yeah, I mean, was that it was so fucking top heavy that like when I went to move, I had to really lean on that motherfucker. 
Well, I think that has a lot to do with. Uh, so I tell everybody, the turning radius on it is atrocious. Oh yeah, it's fucking. You horrible. cannot. You can, There's no turning mm-hmm. the wheel to to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. However, it will corner like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. There is a difference between turning and cornering. Yes, there is. And I think that top heaviness is what makes it so it can. I mean, so here in the Northwest, there, there's a particular clover, uh, which actually, I guess, uh, there's a lot of places around the U.S. that don't have these, so they don't know what they are. Right. Um, but where one freeway intersects with another freeway, and it goes around a giant circle mm-hmm. in order to enter the other freeway. Okay, yeah, yeah. So... Highway 26, uh-huh. where it meets 217. Okay. Oh, that spot. Yeah, that's a great spot. Yeah, there's there's a, a clover where you go around, you're going Highway 26, like you're going out to the coast, mm-hmm. and you're going to go to 217 South. There's a long clover. Yep, it I says, tw- I, I just took it the other day, mm-hmm. and I was seeing the sign that said 25 miles an hour, and it's all uh, now right next to the permanent painted sign of 25 miles an hour there's also a uh one of the electronic signs too basically saying just, slow the fuck down yeah and i'm like that's just a suggestion <laughs> well i was I, I i love seeing that thing every time because i would have to take that clover every single morning mm-hmm. so to make things interesting i would see how fast yeah i could go around that clover yeah, I don't see a problem there. <laughs> Fastest I I made it was ninety miles an hour. I have not gotten that high. I, I want to say <laughs> around, around around that clover. I want to say it was around sixty five ish at best. But the problem is though is that when I was when I was riding uh, on my bike and the, my bike and your bike were very different because one I had a seven I had a seven fifty Jixer an an 08, I think um, and the center of gravity was much much lower. So I was always afraid because it was a fairly light bike. I was always afraid that if I lean into the turn, like you lean into a turn, that it would come out from underneath me and it would take my leg with it. So I was always paranoid about that. Well, and also, mm-hmm. it, it, the tires matter. True. That's why. That's why I was pissed when you came back with a BF Goodrich, <laughs> and I'm like, that shit was Pirelli. Yeah. I only ride. I. I don't know if you if you knew about that, but I, I did not let that thing go. I cut it off and oh, I put really back on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, it, I, it's just, well, cause we were, when we were riding, it was like, you need another, you need another tire. And I'm like, okay, I don't know a fucking thing about tires. And I, and I was looking at it. I was looking at like steel treads and I'm like, okay, well, if this blows out on me, we're wrecking this bike. So I'm like, well, I'll buy a new tire. So, you know, I'm not on any sort of uh, social media at all. Right. That's one reason why I don't mind. Just hush. That's one reason why I don't mind uh, having my my name kind of out there a little bit. Because they aren't going to find me on Twitter. They aren't going to find me on Instagram. They aren't going to find me on Facebook. If they do on any of those, let me know. Because I'm not actually that ain't me. All right. So um, I got a question before you go on. Um, why are you allowing her to talk? Uh, pretty soon she's going to want to vote. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I know what she's going to say. And frankly, it's not, that's not social media and I'm barely on it anyway. <laughs> um, and I'm barely, barely on it. But anyway, uh, 
So the reason why I bring up social media is because back in the day, I actually had a MySpace account. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I have actually recently found it again. Oof, oof. <laughs> was able to log in. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And I actually, so on my MySpace account, I had a video of me in front of my house doing a burn off where I, I'd actually, I'd, I'd put cones out in the middle of the road. Right. I had, my neighbors, God bless them at the time. I wish they were all still around, but I have all new neighbors now. They came out and they're like, yeah, I'm burning it off and right in front of my house. I actually literally put a hole in the street. Right. I burnt a hole in the street. It was burning off for so long. Here's the thing. It was Pirelli. When I started the thing, there was steel belting showing the whole way around. Yeah, you're, the not entire way. you're not supposed to have that. It still took 20 minutes mm -hmm. to blow the tire up yeah, on a constant burnout. You know how many <laughs> videos we had to make? Because back then, you had to keep stop, re-record, stop, re-record, stop, re-record. Because every single one, it'd be like a minute video was the max. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, people so. forget that when the iPhone first came out, it couldn't take video at all. And some dude had figured out how to make it do it. So all it would do is it would just take picture after picture after picture after picture, just tons of times. And then eventually, because he made an app and he was making money at it. And I'm like, oh, good for you. And then all of a sudden, people were just like, cool, whatever. You know, now they got it and it fucking went away. I just remembered one that I wanted to say something about. Yeah. So uh, we were talking earlier about the big box of porn. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it actually reminded me of another instance with you where we all had to go vet your porn site. <laughs> that was great. And me and you recently <coughs> talked about this. And we're like, we got to get that on the show. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, you no, no, no. You start first. All right. You, you've recently oh. brought up the, the whole point of how you got all of the porn. Okay, that's true. So this is 20 years ago, about. Um, so there was a program called Tiffany, T-I-F-N-Y or something like that. And what it would do is it would go through Usenet groups, look for um, porn, video and pictures and download it. Now, at the time, I was one of the first people in the county that had a high-speed internet connection. And I want to say it was like, 25 megabit or some shit like that like it was astronomically faster than what was originally around and so i told tiffany i want you to go out go to usenet go to these you know particular usenet spots and download all the stuff that you can find right took like all weekend to do it and it came back i was like hey i downloaded thousands of pictures thousands of videos whatever let me let me let me say one thing here yeah uh to put things into perspective mm -hmm. this also gets tied in later on um, this was in the day and age that most people had a 56, 6k modem. Correct. Correct. Kilobit, not megabit. <laughs> yes. 56k so, modem. Mm -hmm. So now what I wanted to do was I wanted to go through each of them because I wanted to make my own porn site, but I didn't have the money to like hire people or anything like that. And so I was just like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. So I ran like this underground porn piracy website, you know, whatever. So <laughs> it's fucking great. I remember that. So I told you, your brother, 
I want to say your cousin. I know. I thought there was like a third person. No, no cousin comes later in the, in the story. Okay, and that's why I was bringing up the fifty six k. Sure. So, <laughs> okay, that's that's a fair that's a fair side point. So, I invited you and your brother, and I want to say there's a third person. But there was definitely a third person. I can't remember who it was. So I needed you guys to come over and go through every picture, every video, and make sure there's nothing illegal. Like, even though this was adult women and all that kind of shit, if it was even remotely questionable where a girl was like, hey, I'm 18. I turned 18 yesterday. Nope, get rid of it. I didn't want any of that shit, right? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> going through all the porn, and it took just hours, and it was just next, 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 just horrible shit. Until finally, you're on one of the computers and you go, holy shit, it's X. And you you yelled out the name of the wife, girlfriend. In fact, they had just gotten married. The asshole's wife. Yes. Asshole's wife, who is his wife now. And we all, of course, ran over to see. Which, by the way, would make her my sister-in-law at the time. Yes. So we're wondering if she had some previous stuff. So she, asshole comes in, looks at it, squints, looks closer. It is that much of a dead ringer for his wife. And we're all looking going, wow, this girl really looks like his wife. Holy shit, is it her? And I'm sitting there going, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards it is, right? She comes in and says, that's not me. That can't be me. That girl is fat. And I look at her and I, and I say later on, your husband is squinting and leaning into the fucking monitor because he's not sure. Your husband is doing that. And she goes, it's just, it's not me. I, you could have said that. The problem was you said that it's, that can't be me because that girl's fat. You're fat too, sweetie. You're not fooling anybody. It didn't sneak up on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and one of the things I want to point out to that yes. is I don't know if you remember this part, but so as you pointed out, there were thousands upon thousands mm -hmm. upon thousands of pictures. Mm -hmm. And by the way, also to any millennials that are listening, yes, they were, they, all this was for pictures. Mm-hmm. There was no videos. Yeah. The videos that we had, they were really poor quality. There was no like high def, none of that shit. So getting back to it though, yes. thousands upon thousands upon thousands <laughs> upon thousands upon seriously, mm -hmm. it was an insane amount of photos. Mm -hmm. So, so much so that guys were just literally tapping out and going, I, I just I can't I can't look at it anymore. Mm -hmm. So Do you I remember who came back for day two and was the only one? come back for a second day was it you or who was it i don't remember that was me motherfucker. Like, i thought so <laughs> you're a friend <laughs> well so i had this dual xeon monstrosity and this is when they had a little cartridge based um processors you remember like the old pm 2s mm -hmm. these were xeons they were this fucking big they were huge <laughs> i remember that was and so um i was running the web server and um all of a sudden, mm -hmm. my hard drive failed. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. no, this is a 45 gigabyte hard drive from Western Digital. And I'm like, all of my porn is on here. We had it categorized. We had filtered it. We had gotten rid of a bunch of shit that was questionable. All this shit. Fuck. 
And so I'm like, I'm gonna have to fucking do this again. I don't want to do this again, right? But I'm like, you know, I've got paying customers, and literally they would send. I had a, I had a PO box, and they would mail me five dollar checks. <laughs> There's no fucking PayPal or any of that kind of shit. I remember all that. And by the way, mm-hmm. your first venue that reached across the globe. By the way, this is true. This is true. So you 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 say you have uh, people listening right now in mm-hmm. other countries. Well, back then I remember you you mm-hmm. talking about. Uh, I remember at least one person was from Africa. Yeah, um, funny too because they would send it to these, you know, out other countries. Their envelopes just fucking look weird, and they always got like these weird banners and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, it was an American five dollar bill. Well, fucking money's money. Yeah. So my hard drive failed, and I called Western Digital because it was under warranty. And the and I'm like, listen, I don't care about the drive. I care about the data. And Western Digital was like, listen, we'll see what we can do. Um, but you know, there's no guarantee. We'll. And I'm like, all right, fine. So they call me back and they're like, yeah, it's under warranty. We'll replace it. Terribly sorry that happened, sir. You know, great customer service. I'm like, cool. What about the data? And they're like, data's gone. I'm like, fuck. So <clears throat> I mentioned it to you. I mentioned it to your brother. And then word got back to your cousin and your cousin had said, I have all of your porn. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you mean you have all my porn? He says, I've downloaded every bit of porn that you have on your website, I'm like all of it. And I'm like, really? He says, yeah. And I burned it to us to CDs. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He downloaded 45 gig worth of porn pictures and shitty quality videos and burned them to 650 megabyte DVDs or uh, CDs. He handed me this fucking spool of CDs. He goes, when you get your drive back, just copy these over. And sure as shit, they were. They were all there, all categorized, the whole nine. He would literally just copy, burn, copy, burn, copy, burn. Did you hear how he did that? I think he said that he did it. He would download from the college that he worked at. Yep. Yeah. He, he was down- the community college that yep. he was working at. Yep. And then, oh, go ahead. He used, he had like a script in there to where it was just constantly backing up your entire database. And then he would periodically just go in and off that he would just keep putting mm-hmm. discs in yep. and just keep backing it up and and i don't know why <laughs> you know him he, yeah. he's bored easily yeah uh, he's very highly intelligent computer <laughs> knowledge you know um did i tell you about when he caught because he was a ta right when he caught one of the students on your website oh really no i didn't i don't know that one <laughs> Yeah, they that guy's a bad guy. How would you know? I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, one of one of the students in the computer class, he actually caught him on your site. <laughs> to be fair, I was pretty popular then. Um, I mean, I was selling MP3s, Dreamcast games, um, Nintendo. Mm. I think Ultra HLE had just come out. I so remember like, you. Yeah, I bought your Dreamcast from you with a bunch of burned games. Yeah. My favorite one was where you could race semi trucks. <laughs> that game, I just remember playing the fuck out of Crazy Taxi. Oh God, that was my because remember I worked at the theater and right. they had Crazy Taxi there in the lobby. Right. And oh, that was my game. Yeah. Listening to their Offspring and just freaking running people over and is that you can actually um, there's a Dreamcast emulator. So if you want, you can go. And if you know where to look, 
you can get Crazy Taxi and watch it, play it, fuck around on your on your uh, computer and all that shit. Well, down in Portland, they've got a they've got a uh, really cool place. I, I don't know if you've been there. I'm sure you have. Uh, where it's an arcade that they serve, you know, alcohol right and beer. Right like behind that. Uh, the Roseland. Yeah, yeah, right over by the Roseland. Ground control. Those guys are fucking great. Okay, I didn't know if we wanted. I didn't know if we wanted to say their name, but yeah, that's. Well, I, uh, I don't know if this. I can't imagine they don't still exist. But I mean, COVID. Oh no, they they were still there. Uh, I actually I took Sarah there last year, yeah, yeah. and you know, as soon as I mean, as soon as they open back up again, she, you know, we want to go back, but yeah, um, obviously back there too. As soon as because I when we would go to the Roseland to watch the fights, it was like okay, we're half drunk, you know let's go do some fun shit oh hey there's ground control let's go fuck around in there you know well let's see if uh i'm that's the one i'm curious about i told you about hawthorne theater's release my curiosity is mm-hmm. what's happening to the roseland that is a good damn question i think that if they if they own the building they're probably okay if they don't own the building then they're probably fucked well what i mean is the the mike thrasher guy Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Didn't he like? Because he, he was, was the was one who owned all that stuff, and now he's dead. Next thing you know, I see a uh, a for lease sign on Hawthorne Theater, which is a landmark, right? And nothing's going on. I haven't seen any for lease down at Roseland, but right. Well, it really depends yeah. on the business. I mean, like for me. You know, my rentals, I, I, I lucked out pretty well. You know, all of my tenants were like, listen, you know, I had one tenant who said that he lost his job and he needed to pay half rent, but he was a, a landscaper. So he said, hey, can I basically do landscaping around the apartment complex and uh, and I'll do and, and pay half rent? And we're like, fuck yeah, dude, that sounds like a perfect deal for us, right? And then, uh, but all my other people, they've been paying in full and on time the whole nine. In fact, um, to raise money, for the comedy club i told three of my tenants um a couple days ago like hey listen your leases are coming up i'm thinking about selling you know i'm more than happy to sell to you first but understand you know unless you got 50 grand you know because that's basically what it's going to cost for a down payment uh unless you got 50 grand i'm gonna do that in fact i was looking um a couple of ways because right now there's there's technically a time limit on the because i put in the earnest money i put in five grand and then the um i got like 45 days to come up with a down payment and get approved and all that kind of stuff but we just kind of toss it in there as a as a as a marker for time um so basically i'm gonna see about selling one of the three houses but if i don't i was uh, debating on hitting a few people up and saying hey listen i need to raise a grand total of 50 grand see who wanted to kick in like say 10 grand here and there for like 60 90 days cut them a couple of checks you know just as a thank you that kind of thing but Mm -hmm. um i had um i offered one to fork fork seemed interested then he backed out um i don't think you got any money um (laughs) (laughs) um but uh i offered it to who the fuck else was there there was a couple other people that i had offered it to and uh and the funny thing is uh our little uh asian friend okay yeah he's i i I gotta stop offering things to him just because he's i love him like a brother i really do but he talks this i'm a big shot game 
I'm like, oh, I got, you know, this, this, and this. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I'm going to buy everything. You let me know if you need anything, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, great, dude. I says, well, I need 50 grand. All right. You know, I'm going to put three houses up for sale. Those three houses are going to put roughly $160,000 in my pocket. But, you know, hey, I need, I need 50 grand for, you know, 30, 60 days until the place sells. Right. That way I get underneath everything. And he goes, oh, yeah, I got my money wrapped up in crypto right now. I'm like, you fucking do not. Don't bullshit me. Oh, God. Mm. I had a bunch of crypto. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess not a bunch. I, I, I wasn't even, I wasn't even into a, you know, it was about thousand bucks. Right. I mean, not, not like a huge, huge, like, oh my God amount. Sure. But I cashed out right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, you know what? It's going to tank all this stuff. <laughs> now and it did yeah it did for a while yeah but holy shit if i'd just ridden it out mm-hmm. that would have been like 10 grand i'll do you one better when my company got um hit with uh, ransomware way back when mm-hmm. we paid them off 10 bitcoin just to just to figure out how they got in right mm-hmm. and we, we figured it out and they told us that like they were they were honest thieves i guess and um, we fixed the issue, never had a problem again. When we bought the Bitcoin, Bitcoin was $650 uh, each. Yeah. And if I knew then what I know now, I'd have bought another 10 Bitcoin and I wouldn't be having these conversations. I'd be like, hey, I bought a comedy club for cash. And <laughs> mm-hmm. the ones guys, you know, it's, and it's one of those things you could always, you know, hindsight being what it is. But, um, I mean, you see guys though who go, "Oh yeah, I bought ten thousand Bitcoin or some shit like that, and you know, I sold it all for a pizza or some stupid shit like that." Or those people that have bought Bitcoin, mm-hmm. put it on a USB drive, and then lost the USB drive, mm-hmm. or forgot the password or whatever. Yeah. Yep. That happens. Ugh, that 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 would hurt more than anything. Dude. Oh, totally. Especially like you said, the forget the password. Like they password protect the USB drive. There's then you're sitting there going, it's right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a guy, I think he's in England. He threw away a hard drive that had something like two hundred million dollars worth of Bitcoin on it, and he's like, listen, I just need to get the drive. I just need to just need it. And he's petitioned the uh, the landfill and said, hey, listen. I'll pay for all the expenses to find this drive. And they were like, no, no, there's so much shit going on. There's 10 tons of garbage on top of it. Chance of you actually getting it is slim to none. No. And I was in there going $200 million. I was sneaking in the middle of the night with some fucking backhoe equipment. <laughs> well, you know what? Except for that Jerry, mm-hmm. the night guard, mm-hmm. is now driving a, a, a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And uh, work some overtime. There's no problem. <laughs> work a little overtime. He's a hustler. He's just mm-hmm. trying to get out there and you know get his nut. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Well, I got nothing else for the show. You? Yeah, I think we're I think we're good for a while. I mean, cool, I you know I I I did have to say uh, hearing the stories you and my brother kept saying it was it was a lot of repetition. Yeah. Um, I was listening to that myself, so I was like, "All right, well, let's go ahead and get you back on." I got a, I had one person on. Oh, it just fucking drove me nuts. I had one person last week scheduled. It was a born female 
um, transition. Yeah, the transgender. Yeah, you're. you're I've uh, had two transgender people. The first one, he came on. It's my seventy percent American show. Um, mm-hmm. It was a Canadian dude who became a woman, and so I had all these transgender questions, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I even told him, I'm like, listen, if you want to, you know, the main reason why I'm wanting you on is because I want to talk about this. This is an interesting topic to me. Um, so that's the reason why I'm calling you. But if you kind of don't want to, you know, or whatever, you know, because you don't want that to be your whole identity. I totally get that. I says, but I want to touch on a little bit. Cool. Had a two hour fucking conversation. Didn't mention it once. Like, God damn it. Okay, fine. (laughs) And it was fine. You know, no big deal. Then I had a transitioning female to male transgender person. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, to be fair, it was, it was kind of a last minute thing. They're like, Hey, I want to be on this, this, and this. I'm like, great, let's go. Let's, let's go. And they just, fucking ghosted me just off in the ether all right great you know because i got a bunch of questions like do you still got your dick did if you if you lost your dick you know did it fucking hurt like hell which i imagine every man on the planet would assume it would yeah you you went over a bunch of questions on the last podcast i listened to and yeah uh, there there was actually a lot more questions that i was like as soon as you said the question i was like yeah uh-huh. yeah what what is with that i i Absolutely. It's like I never thought of anything like that because you know transgenders. It's just I don't know. It's not something I think about. So yeah, nobody does, you know, unless unless they know somebody or some shit like that. So yeah, it is one of those things. I was like, oh man, I got a bunch of questions. You know, it's basically what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get people in who are not necessarily like us, right? You know, mm-hmm. an opposing viewpoint. Uh, you know, a different lifestyle. You know, some shit wrong. Like I would love to have a diagnosed sociopath besides me or a psychopath or a schizophrenic or uh, a transgender person or uh, a fat lady who does, you know, skirt dancing, you know, anybody who's different than what we are. Great. Come on board. You know, got to find one of them QAnon people. Oh, find out what's with the face swapping. Do you know, do you know one? (laughs) Wait, didn't, didn't you say like one of your coders or something like that was Uh, one of the guys I work with. I don't think he's QAnon, but I, I do know he, he's a he's a flat earther. Does he believe that or is it just a bullshit? To be honest, I can't believe that he believes that. But he is dead nuts serious every time I talk to him about it. I would say call him tomorrow or Monday, sit him down and go, listen, I think oh. you're a fucking whack job and I would love to put make you famous. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually... Yeah, he's he's not going to be into the office for two weeks. That's all right. He's I told you about him. Yeah, when you told yeah. me when you told me about you and your kid and your right your old lady. Uh, yeah, he his uh, pregnant wife mm. is, got COVID as well as his four year old, and so he is at home taking care of the kids because she can't, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Mm. he's not gonna be into work for a little while no yeah my mother and i and i'm i'm gonna kind of poke at her a little bit on this one my mother um i told her i'm like hey listen because she comes out every weekend right every weekend to visit you know her grandson Mm -hmm. i said listen he's got covid not covid19 but he's got a variant uh went to the emergency room blah 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 she went okay thanks for telling me and that's the last i've heard from her and i'm like Mm -hmm. what the fuck are you doing there's no how's he doing there's no you know question about anything she was just more of a cool all right 
Well, she because she's going to be by tomorrow. I told her, I says, you're not allowed to come over. <laughs> I'm not having anybody at the house for two weeks. Not happening. If so she shows up tomorrow, I'll be like, oh, Ma, I love you. What the fuck are you doing here? Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how parents are. <sighs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to stop recording because I have more questions here. One second. <laughs>